There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Lewis. Rock better, JT. Why doesn't he practice? I don't know why he doesn't practice putting. He just loves banging driver on the range. Yeah. That's what he does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the JT Poston Show, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, and that is Doug Vaughn over on my right. If you're watching on YouTube, he is on top of me. I'm not. Really? You are on top of me. Okay, Look just at my that. head. That means I'm a loving bottom. Oh. Uh, now, when I go to YouTube, Iggy's sitting there. Ooh, there is a delay. That Hey Man, He Man's on to something. Yeah. And Jackson Burkett he's is on the ones and twos because the plow is vacationing in the Hamptons. Or down. trapped in Wisconsin. We're not sure which one it is. KG and O-Town's in the Fox C6 Segment Studios? Yeah. It seems like a lot of words just to say the studio or the school district. Now here's Iggy coming in on YouTube. Yeah, I see. Taking his coat off. I see the little yeah, delay. Yeah, it's at least 10 seconds behind. All right, Doug, Sadie Hawkins, 8 o'clock hour, yo. I'd say JT Poston's putting. All right, there it is. JT Poston finished tied for the fifth at the century. Chris Kirk gets the win, edging out Sahit the Gala. Yeah. Uh, what's a, what stands out to you most from this weekend in Maui? Well, the fact that Poston is three putting too often and that he needs to, to lag that first putt a little closer. Get it within the three-foot circle. Not like you had any three putts this week. Tap is that right? Wow. Nice weekend for JT. Well, from what we're hearing, he's a, he's a terrible putter. And if he were better, he'd be higher up on the leaderboards more often. I think that goes without saying. He might want to try a new flat blade. Get himself a Scotty McGregor. Scotty well, McGregor. Him. He's a good putter, and he finished fifth. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the topic. Oh. Yeah, I just assumed after the first hour that it was going to continue to be a topic each hour. Every day. Well, it's not a topic. He's a good putter. End of story. Oh. I thought I was led to believe he was not. Uh, Doug Marcus Wilbers is in the YouTube chat, and he says, keep that hallway door open so we can watch the walry roaming the halls. Yeah, I like that idea, too. And it's, it's much well, I don't think the in here. staff at Hubbard is like walrus people. No, no. no. right here. That's the case. No. This I'm is the only staff. This is the only 
no kill moron zone in the whole building. <laughs> yeah. Post a picture of yourself. Uh, Marcus, go ahead if you'd like to post a picture of yourself. Big, you'd like to see you. 276 Friends of the Feather gathered in the YouTube chat. YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Coming up at 10 o'clock, Jackson and I will deal with the situation down the hallway. It's fine. Jeremy Rutherford with us, though. Right? Oh, is he? Well, and then at 11.15, we will have uh, QFTA. And I got another erotic story. And it looks like it's a two-parter. I haven't read the whole thing. Doug, it's titled QFTA MMF 1524. Okay. January 5th, I hope. Ah. Uh, like, not like numbered of threesomes, you know, like serial oh, number yeah. on a threesome. No. So that's coming your way. Uh, so you can just sit here and uh, watch on YouTube. Watch on the 101 ESPN channel from 10 to 11 and then back on the TMA channel at 11.15 and uh, partake in the fun and games. Well, you're right, Doug. Uh, the next topic after JT Poston, here are your choices. Blake Baker going to LSU. The Blues beating the Hurricanes. That's back-to-back -back wins over two of the top teams in the NHL. And Killian Murphy in the lipstick. I guess since we teased the, the lipstick story so much, we ought to get to that. Jackson, what do we have here? Uh, I mean, I guess I have the audio from his acceptance speech. Oh, nice. What did he win for? Uh, he won Best Actor in a Drama Motion Picture for playing J. Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah. And uh, I guess I can just lead off with... No, uh, this has to do with the lipstick. Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay. Oh, boy. Our first question, do I have lipstick all over my nose? Uh, I'm just going to leave it. Uh, um... That's, yeah. That's the story? Is that a bit? That's well, that, what we teased. Well, I, and I'm a bad guy for ruining that tease. I've never been so disappointed in you. Jackson actually ruined it. You helped it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. He just had lipstick on his face because his wife was kissing on him after he won. Okay. The headline in the link was, fans can't get over Killian Murphy giving his Golden Globe speech with lipstick on his face. They can't get over that. <laughs> yes. I'm still struggling with this. <laughs> yeah. I watched it at the time. I didn't hardly even notice it. I saw him get up, and I saw his wife or girlfriend, whoever, kiss him and tried to wipe it off his face, and then he hustled up to the stage. I didn't think anything of it. That's uh, Irish artist Yvonne McGinnis, his wife. Okay. My understanding on Killian Murphy is he wants nothing to do with the Hollywood scene. Oh, right. Jackson, am I correct on that? You know, yeah. I don't even think he, like, has a smartphone. He's like one of those guys. Good for like, him. Yeah, he he loathes social media. I know that. Yes, and he doesn't care. So we're both short Irish guys who are very hot with beautiful blue eyes and want nothing yeah. to do with social media. And great at their craft. <laughs> uh, probably the best ever. <laughs> Where yeah, was your Golden better. Globe? Anybody comment on the, uh, I don't know her last name. I think her first name is Divine. Oh, she was great in Bing the Bing Divine. She was great in the holdover. I mean, I don't, I don't know her. Anybody comment on her boobs barely... Stayed in her dress. Who is she in yeah. Holdovers? I love that movie. She was the chef. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's great. I mean, the dress was fascinating. It was a pretty dress. But, I mean, I don't know how they stayed in. Glue, probably. Tape. Could be. Yeah, a lot of tape. them tape it down so they don't yeah. get a nip slip. Yeah. You mm. ever had to do that when you wear a plunging neckline? I get taped down for every QFTA. <laughs> Just to make sure, <laughs> make sure that we're all good. You know, yeah. they've been getting hot recently. <laughs> they have how the people are sending in erotic stories. He finished with a nod to his family, to my family. I'm the luckiest man. I love you all. Think about that, Doug. Huh. Jesus, it seems almost like there's a normal guy in Hollywood. I love Killian. What do you love about Killian Murphy? His talent. He's so good. He's so good in Peaky Blinders. Really good. He's great in Oppenheimer. 
So yeah. glad to see him get some flowers for that. Jawline. He could oh, solid. Is he, is he the jawline king? I no. don't know. No. He's got a very expressive face. Yeah, very good. Yeah, <clears throat> very good. I, I just I really like his work, and I'm glad that he's kind of been in the in the background, you know, TV and, and smaller parts of movies. And oh, is that right? Really? Well, he, him and Nolan, who also won last night, he's been in a ton of Nolan movies, but never the star. Hmm. And so this is like character actor. Yeah, well, that's usually really? how it goes, doesn't it? The stars usually start out in smaller roles. Yeah, but like he was considered for Batman. Like he screen tested to be Batman. They gave it to Bale, and he got to be a crummy villain, the crummiest of all three of the villains in the Batman movies. So. Uh, and he's in Inception and Dunkirk. He's great. I really like him. I wonder how that process works. I saw a, um, I don't know how they got it, but somebody posted notes um, from Quentin Tarantino <clears throat> when he was uh, casting oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Pulp? Yeah. And he had all the actors he wanted playing these roles. And he had notes next to him, like, <clears throat> wrote this note for him. Uh, second choice, high second choice, and he had a list of all the people he wanted to play every part in his movie. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. He went, he went Lawrence Fishburne for Samuel L. Jackson's part. Didn't oh, happen God. that way, and it worked out better. Yeah. Well, I suppose a lot of movies are like that. Then he had Samuel L. Jackson down as one of his actors for like four different parts. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Time's always curious. I to suppose me. that's part of the process on a lot of movies. You don't know who's available, who will take it. Who wants yeah. too much money? And I mean, some people have to audition for parts, but I guess nobody auditioned for this. He had all of his list of people he wanted in yeah. order, so if one didn't want it, he knew who he wanted for the second choice. If somebody's been around making movies for 10 or 15 years, you, do you even have them come in and audition? You know, I mean, you know who they are, what they can do. Correct. They don't. They I wouldn't rarely so. audition yeah. if you're that big a star. Uh, Mr. Siders says the following. Put his dong in you if you like him so much. See, hey, this is the thing. Come yeah. on. No, this is what happens. Come on. You, 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 you say you like somebody for their talent. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, you want to bang them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Uh -huh. yeah, because I like someone in the movies they make and the TV shows they make. I, I want to have sex with them. Uh, no. Breakfast Club is not happy now. Did Jackson just say Killian Murphy was a worse villain than Heath Ledger in the Batman movies? What a sip. That's from the Breakfast Club. Gosh. Well, you and Killian Murphy are taking shrapnel. Is Jack. he saying that Killian has better? Okay, whatever. <laughs> now you've had enough. Now you're almost crestfallen. Not in the slightest. We all can get crestfallen in one that. segment. He's in KG and O'Tong and his talk from the Fox C6 studios. Heath Ledger won an Academy Award for a superhero movie. That had never been done before. It was a big time, a big moment. I just can't get into the superhero movies. I get it. I just can't do it. A little oversaturated. When Iggy talks about young female actresses he's horny for, he starts panting and his COPD kicks in and he breathes heavily into the mic. It's skin crawling. Oh. That's from Scooter. Well, what young actress was I talking about? I just mentioned Look Samuel L. Jackson, who's a male in like 60-something. Right. I don't know what actress I was talking about, and I don't remember panting. No. <laughs> uh, Mr. Licks is sent in the simp alert siren. <laughs> Why is Jackson simping? I don't get it. I just, I like the guy. He's great. He's great. Yeah, you can't like an actor You can't like an actress either. I'm a simp for you yeah, know, all these other actresses I like, too. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Here's somebody who ran into an actor they're a fan of. My stepdad saw Carol O'Connor at the Long John Silver's in Hampton. Oh, he has really? long meat. It's from Aces High. Nice. But that. Well, you ever hit that Long John Silver? He's been dead for many years. I assume he was talking a long time ago. Either way. I think the Long John Silver's have been gone for a while. I was going to say, yeah. is that still open? 
There was a Burger King, and then there was a Long John Silver's, right? Or was Long John Silver's before Burger King if you're heading north? I don't, I don't know. I didn't eat there. If you're heading north, it goes Burger King, then Long John's. Okay. You never had Long John Silver's, though? Not on Hampton. <laughs> no. Hey, Meathead, I'll have the cod. It's still there. Both of them. Both oh, the is that right? They're both both the Burger King and the Long John Silver's are still there. I'm a simp for Tim. Thanks. That's from Midge or Madge. Yeah, that goes without saying. He literally can't remember the actress and nip slip comment he made five minutes ago. Jesus! Oh. It's from Cleavy Way. I said her name was Divine. I don't know her last name. Joy Randolph. Joy Co. Joe Coy? Joe Coy. Yeah, different people. There you go. I said I didn't know her name. Oh. Killian was with that hottie Rachel in Red Eye. Would like to play with that brown eye. Killian's, oh. of course. That's from the recovering Gosh, alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Grove. Maybe Killian can have a chance at his wife. That'd be nice. At whose wife? Recovering, recovering alcoholic. No. Sounds like recovering alcoholic wants Killian, though. Mm, don't we all? Uh, no. <laughs> don't we all? Maybe Ken can get some live reads back on the books. I'm thinking, who's Ken Horny for, sponsored by Blue Chew? Doug, that's from Chris Raby. Mm. He makes audio postcards. That'd be nice. <laughs> I love that segment, too. <laughs> well, Doug, it's Friday, and that means it's time for Who's Ken Horny For, presented to you by Blue Chew. Yeah, I could. You could have some legs. I could pick somebody out. <laughs> nice hole, Kai. There's someone right there. I need to know if Jackson liked Joe Coy's monologue last night. That's from Mr. Licks. Uh, the Golden Globes are, are a farce, so I don't watch them. Oh, is that right? Why are they a farce? It's they, the fact that there's two movie categories, drama and comedy, comedy or that musical. It's, it, it therefore is a farce, so well. I don't watch it. I, I see who wins, and I, and, I, and I wait to see if that has any effect on the Oscars. It usually doesn't, though. But... Yeah, I, I Who just votes on the Golden Globe Awards. Hollywood Foreign, Foreign Press. Foreign Press. Yeah, yeah, a lot of listeners. Foreign Press. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I think it's cool to give it to a lot of TV shows and movies that nobody's ever heard of. Oh, uh, I mean, Oppenheimer is one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah, you can't. Swept. I mean, you couldn't screw that. But I mean, beef. I never saw the end of Oppenheimer. I assumed the bomb went off. Spoiler alert! Is that like I told you what happened when I went to the theater that night? No. Went to the movie theater. Watched it for about 45 minutes. Hardly anyone in the in the theater that night. It was a weeknight. And about 45 minutes in, they come in and say, Sorry, folks, you're all going to have to go home. The air conditioner went off in the theater. Damn. So we're, we're turning it off. You all have to go home now. They refund you? They gave, gave me a uh, little Voucher. card to come back again uh-huh. tonight, but I never did. Man, that sucks. That sucks. That's... Enough of this gibberish. Get to Blues or Baker. That's a very balloon party-ass text. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Doug, people don't Stop at the gibberish. <laughs> Blues won two in a row, and uh, Baker left for LSU. There you go. Now back to, That's the end of our... Back to the Golden Globes. Analysis of that? That's how we do a balloon party. Iggy, break this down. What are you breaking down? Baker's going to LSU. After he said, I'm happy here. Love, drink. I'm not going anywhere. And then two weeks later, he's gone. So you're upset by that, no doubt. A little bit. Are you really? Yeah, because wow. they, they just won 11 games. They got one of the best defenses in football, and now you got to go find another D coordinator. All because he got a little bit more money, and plus his family. So I get it, but you know, you should never say things like when you get your extension. I'm happy, love Drinkowitz. His team's going places. We got unfinished business. I'm not going anywhere. And then two weeks later, you're gone. Iggy, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh my God, Doug! What, Iggy's giving the Missouri take, yeah. and then KG and O Town and Iggy are in lockstep. Right. What the hell's going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him at all for doing what's right for him and his family. But when you just fawn over Mizzou and 
I never even thought about going anywhere else. It's just a bad look. So. Yeah, I agree with that, and I agree with it. You know, it's it's a it's got to be the family thing because I think he's making two point one million. He had to be making close to that at Mizzou with the extension. I think one nine. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he went from being the fifth highest paid assistant to maybe tops. Gosh, that's a lot of money for an assistant coach. Highest paid assistant coach in the game now. Gosh, I can. He was top five in in the game before the LSU job after Missouri gave him the extension. He must be great. You know what, though, Doug? What? Next man up. Well, everyone has to think that way. DJ Smith is yep. uh, stay in house, baby. Linebackers coach who they're looking at makes sense. I mean, over the past, I, I guess, over Drink's tenure, the consistent thing on defense has been the linebackers. You know, there's been some up and downs with the secondary and the defensive line, but the linebackers have been pretty solid. Yeah. You look at Nick Bolton, Tyron Hopper, been some real studs to come out of. You just have to hope Baker doesn't take players with him, Dallas. And coaches. That's what Gabe wrote about this morning on PowerMizzou.com, for those of you who had not had a chance to read it. He says there's kind of an unspoken rule that you don't take assistance with you unless it's a promotion. In other words, if you're, you know, the safeties coach at Missouri, you don't go to baton rouge and be safeties coach right. for lsu for example and then of course recruits uh gabe writes for the record there is talk in lsu circles that baker is trying to add defensive ends coach kevin peoples to his staff at lsu some in baton rouge believe that it's likely there's been a little bit of chatter about other mizzou assistants but people uh but they're not aw- unaware of that talk missouri will do everything it can to keep peoples the staff's nominee for the broyles award this year at mizzou Peoples was part of hosting recruits for Missouri this weekend, which Baker was not, even on Friday before he had officially taken the LSU job. So that's at least a positive sign. As for where it ultimately ends up, we don't know at this point. That is from the Colonel on PowerMizzou.com this morning. Yeah, boy, that would be. It's one thing to like have your D coordinator leave, but if he's taken Peoples, who's a great defensive end coach, a year when you have Williams Winery coming to Mizzou, plays D end, that would be a real kick in the pants. Yeah. Well, when you have success. Yeah. Other programs are going to come after your people. That's the downside. The upside is you're going to have better luck going after other mm-hmm. coaches. And now that Missouri's spending about $2 million on a defensive coordinator, that uh, lets the rest of college football know that they will be more than happy to spend money. Yeah. Any of you guys interested in the job? I don't know. I really like doing balloon party. Do. I'd take it for fifty grand. Would you? Huh? Nice negotiation. <laughs> uh, it feels like that's what it paid about 10 years ago. <laughs> Uh, Doug, here are some of the names. You tell me if you like them. Scotty Simons. <laughs> well, Scotty Simons has got a nice track record of success. Uh, he knows what he's looking for in players, and I think that he'd do a fine job here if given the opportunity. Okay, so right for the bowling news. And now he's the defensive coordinator at SMU. Yeah. Greg Gasparano. Gasparano is another guy who I think has paid his dues at this point. He has impressed some people along the way, and if he can surround himself with the right players... He can produce. What about Zach Warnett, who he just saw lose his job at Mississippi State as head coach? Zach, he lost his job at Mississippi State as a head coach after having success in order to get that job. So it, it's there. He's done it in the past. He's proven he can. And I think if he can get in a good situation like the one that Missouri is going, he could find success again and might be the guy for the job. What school we, is got, we got Gary Pinkle waiting, and I want to talk some Mizzou what school is he at where he had success for, Mississippi State? Well, the one right before. Oh, I thought so. Is your answer. 
But could Missouri go into its rivals' backyards and poach just like that little debutante, Brian Kelly, who grinds on recruits, did in Columbia, Missouri? Travis Williams is in Fayetteville, and Jimmy Ladward has been working for the Illini. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about two guys who've coached at Power Five conferences, and the teams, uh, the teams were horrendous. And so this is exactly why you would want to go and rescue them from those situations because these are two winning, I like to call them winning-type players and coaches. <laughs> and so I think if they can get out of the horrendous situations where they are now, they might just have a chance to shine. And the Colonel right? Sorry, Thomas. I can definitely see the intrigue with Jimmy Rogers. <laughs> Jimmy Rogers is another guy that... Frankly, I can definitely see the intrigue. You call him James or Jimmy? I call him I call him Jay, <laughs> and I know that he's coached uh, he's coached linemen, he's coached D backs, he's coached linebackers, he's coached special teams. Don't forget about the special teams. This is a guy that can flat out coach him up, and I think he's another guy that you have to take a good hard look up, long look at. See him. Uh, he of course is at South Dakota State, and they just won the. Uh... Oh, Hinchin probably knows him. <laughs> oh, everything's a shot at Hinchin. <laughs> Yeah, Doug, it's hard not to like Jimmy Rogers. Jimmy Rogers is a guy that's easy to like, and it's hard not to like him. He's the head coach there. Yeah, I, I don't know why he'd leave. I, I'm, I wouldn't be a head look. coach somewhere if you just won the title somewhere else. I, I wouldn't go somewhere. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look this up because it'd be too boring and too long. Okay. Uh, but I see, I can see where guys like Jimmy Rogers, who goes from South Dakota State, takes a job in Missouri. It's a step up. You have a great, uh, a great. Resume as a D coordinator, say, at uh, Appalachian State. Mizzou comes calling. You go up. Not many defensive coordinators who had success at a Power 5 conference go to another Power 5 conference with the same job. Doesn't happen very often. Like Baker just, uh-huh. just did that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't happen very often okay, okay. that you leave one Power 5 conference ever having success and go to another pie in the same conference, yeah. mind you. Well, if they're dangling anything close to what they paid Baker, Rogers might leave to become an assistant. Well, South Dakota State. Yeah, so he's probably—I don't have any idea what he's making. A couple hundred thousand, probably. Oh, more than that. Probably million. Think. I don't know. Probably I don't know. So I'm going to go more than two hundred, less than a million. That's my play. Um, How much does Jimmy Rogers pay you? Faith, character, core values, and team first. Those would be the four pillars. But that okay. Doug, does that change? Can we get bags. So that was no. We don't want spags. But I think I'm. I'm sure he's not making anywhere Kansas close City to, to Mizzou. two million dollars. Three hundred and ten thousand. Oh wow! Oh, I shipped it. For spags? <laughs> no. no, Jimmy Rogers. Oh. That's all. As a head coach. Well, it's South Dakota State. I know, but the guy at Missouri State's probably making more than that. Doug, how much is the Sports Hall of Fame? I, I don't know. Are we looking up Roger's salary? <laughs> yeah, we got it. KG No Town, oh. 310000 310 Yeah, I figure it was. I love when you guys try to explain money to Ken. That's from Arbor Day. And he won <laughs> Texter of the Year, the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Year Award. Who is explaining money to me? Brian Henson's here. Mark Hanna could. I do know that. Oh, nicely done, Doug. We don't have a market. Well, oh, <laughs> oh, Why don't you look at the captain's log right before you start team. throwing? <laughs> still was nice. Yeah, it was still well done. Here, you can tell us about Brown and Crouppen as our title sponsor. Yeah, they can help you with money, too. They can help you with anything at Brown and Crouppen. Specifically, if you have a personal injury law case that you'd like uh, to talk with Brown and Crouppen about, maybe you're thinking, I don't know if I have a case or not. Well, they do give you a free evaluation. 
and they work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost at all to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. They usually get paid. They won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. That's Brown and Crouppen, a local law firm, been around since 1979 in St. Louis. Now one of the largest personal injury firms in the entire Midwest, and they are local. They know their way around the local courts. They know the other lawyers. They know the judges. They know how the system works here. Don't be fooled by these out-of-town guys you see on TV and radio advertising a lot, telling you that they're a local firm. Brown and Crouppen is the real deal. Been here since 1979. We've had several of them in the studio. Terry Crouppen, his son Andy Crouppen, Ed Herman. We love them all. Great guys. You're getting to know them when they drop by and are part of the program. And you can tell by uh, listening to them talk that they'd be great guys to have in your corner if you have a case. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them. I'll give that number now. 314-222-2222. Or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. There you go. And if you are looking for jewelry for Valentine's Day, how about Glenn Betts Jewelers? In business in St. Louis since 1941 and operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. GlennBetsJewelers.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z Jewelers.com. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester in De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is bets. Work with Craig and David. Wonderful people, loyal listeners of this program, and they have parking galore right behind their building for you to go in there and do some shopping. Once you meet them, you won't want to go anywhere else. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers at G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z-Jewelers.com, located on Manchester, about a mile east of the Manchester 270 exit in De Pere. And think about it. Get involved in this program by texting in 314-881-TMA5. Save it in your phone. 314-881-TMA5. Call in. We haven't had any ladies calling yet today, have we? No, we haven't. I don't think all year. 636-9004-TMA. And then email in for our design air, heating and cooling email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Comes your way in about an hour and nine minutes. Then Jackson and I will deal with a situation down the hallway. Uh, they're not going to be happy about it. No. But Jeremy Rutherford will be with us on that show at 1045. It's called Balloon Party. You can watch it on YouTube on 101 ESPN's channel. And then at 1115, Jackson and I come back in here. And we have QFTA, and we have an erotic story from somebody titled The January 5th MMF. Yes. Oh, no. well, it's just recently. Yeah, 1524 QFTA MMF. So there you go. All that's coming your way. It's unbelievable what we have for you. I like to picture the listeners engaging in such hot interplay and then hustling over to their desks. To share the story with and, us. And typing out really? so they don't forget, you yeah. know, like yeah. little notes, and then send it in, like, immediately. These are listeners getting together with one another. Yeah, it's like a little post-sex lounge. Oh, Ooh, maybe that should be the name of the show. Yeah, post-sex lounge. Maybe I should have a TMA uh, one-minute dating night. That yeah, thing where you sit at the table. <laughs> TMA and speed to... dating. Yeah, speed dating. Like TMA that. speed dating. I like the first <laughs> that idea title better. Yeah, where guys could sit <laughs> down with each other, have nothing to hold their heads down for, except they didn't play that well and they gave away this World Series. <laughs> I'd hold my head down on that. Big hurt. You think two listeners have hooked up before? Yes. 100%. Yes. I don't know. 100%. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Tail call in. Yeah, how about that? Now, why are we all saying, of course? When, oh, I don't, I, I do, I don't know. We have know, almost no just, female listeners. Well, I know of six, at least. I didn't say six. that. Six? Oh, how about yeah. that? You know of six? We'll get to the first three here in this hour. <laughs> Tease the other three. Well, I, how do you know about these things? I talk to a lot of listeners. Where play, do you talk to them? I golf with a lot of them, hang out with them at TMA events. I actually talk to them. I've, I've well, know, I do too. Well, I know who slept with who, and I know they're listeners of the show. So that's, that's a little knitting the, circle amongst people. Who I can really name at least six. The they just come on and start talking with you about who they slept with, other listeners. <laughs> no, but somebody will mention one. Oh, did you, did you hear about uh, who he had last week? No. And it's oh. another listener. Yeah. Or he gets around. So hot. I don't know what to believe anymore. Let's well, just. I know. I guarantee there's more than that. I don't know. You gotta have a, you gotta have two willing partners. Well, I know you do. And we have what, three or four women that listen to the to show. That's about it. No one said anything about women. Oh gosh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, that's true, KG. Thank you. The ones I know were women, but that's not counting man on man. Listen, mm. if you read our textures, there's probably about a hundred of those. Ah. T M M M A. Mm. Gosh. Uh, Doug, uh, we can, we're going to continue this Golden Globes uh, hot talk because Davina of the No Ratings podcast is calling for Joe Coy to apologize for his monologue. Oh, gosh. For what? I came out on the end of it, and the two things he told it was just stupid. It didn't even make any sense, and he couldn't get through the punchline. Nixon, if you can find her tweet, there, I guess the audio's in there. Was there cool. something that What's he... What's the name of the, uh, the person? Uh, Doug, do you follow at Davina underscore THFC? Not yet. Davina? Yep. Okay. Davina. I will say he told one thing. He said something about, I guarantee you we won't show Taylor Swift as much tonight as the NFL does. And nobody laughed, and Taylor Swift just sat there sipping her wine, just looking like, who the hell are you? Yeah. It's kind of like Kevin Durant when uh, someone told us, Peyton Manning told that side piece. All right, I got it. I got the audio. Okay, Doug, here it is. Okay. And you will demand an apology. I might. Okay, here we go. Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. <laughs> That's it? Okay. That's what he's apologizing for? I demand that he does. <laughs> well, is he Sound wrong? like the audience loved it. <laughs> yeah. Can't apologize because he isn't funny. Okay. Uh, I, I heard him say white people stole everything. Not just 95% of everything, they stole everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that was met with kind of a, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw a clip on the Twitter tweets. I did not watch the Golden Globes for the record, um, but uh, in which he was blaming his writing staff for the yeah, material. Yeah, Yeah, he said, what I wrote's funny, but I didn't write everything. <laughs> I, want, I want that clip, Jackson. Mm, yeah, that's, got that's, it. Yep. that's textbook leadership right yeah, there. That's I a guy you, you want leading you in the room. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, he said he got, like, the job 10 days ago, so he's... <laughs> I liked the honesty on that part. Well, couldn't you, know. you whip together a monologue in 10 days? Um, I mean, it only went, what, four or five minutes? Yeah, I think people just, you know. Does Ricky Gervais not want to do it anymore? Or they just stopped no. asking him? Cause he did win comedian. He won the Comedian's Golden Globe Award, which also was met with almost no applause whatsoever. <laughs> okay, here we go. I got that for you here, uh, fellas. Hot audio. All right, right, love to hear it. Yeah, okay. no doubt. Go ahead. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. 
uh, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. Uh, Gosh. Nice. Wow. That's the best they could find right What there. is this guy known for? I didn't know. I had never heard the name or seen <laughs> Neither the face. Neither that, that, that was actually the most rough part that I heard there. <laughs> you have the part where you mentioned Taylor Swift and there was no laughter? Doug, do you have sure. the part? I don't have it with me, no. Here we go. Showtime. Here we go. Bill. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Big laugh. Yeah. And when you're in a crowd like that, you feel like you have to laugh at almost everything they say. You know, if the crowd had been four or five people, no one would have laughed at all. But when you get a huge crowd, they laugh at almost everything. Didn't laugh at that one very much. No. And she wasn't happy. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Lick says, Joe Coy is the biggest hack comedian to ever exist. He needs to go away. Mr. Lick's not a fan. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with his work? No, I just every time, like, this is my thing with award season, is every time, here's what happens. People say, I've never heard of these people before. You know, it's like, well, how many times do you go to the movies? It's like twice. It's like, okay, well, there's that. And then they always complain about the monologue and the person presenting. It's like, let's focus on the awards, the people who actually made, made, the, made the movies, yeah. made the TV shows. Let's focus on that. The, the monologue and the presenter, I don't really give a damn about but that's just my interest. So. It, it seems like, if I'm remembering this correctly, years ago, there wasn't a big comedic monologue at the beginning. They just kind of came on, said some polite, how oh, how you doing? I, you know. Yeah, that's how Amy Poehler and, and then, Tina Fey used to roast, then Ricky Gervais roasted, and then I thought they went away for a couple of years, didn't they? Yeah, they've done times where like they've split up hosting duties between yeah. a couple people more in the early 2000s. Billy Crystal was great at it. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's people who like command the room and do great at yeah. it, but like, why would you subject yourself to that kind of scrutiny? And then like, let's just focus on it. Let's just get to the awards. Let's hustle it up and get to the awards. Yeah. I don't really need a monologue. I don't yeah. need games. I don't really care about that. I know that's what some people do like. So. It's probably good for the ratings though that yes. you don't know what you're gonna see and yes. somebody might yeah. get slapped. Right, that this certainly mm -hmm. that opened up some doors, but yeah, more more so with me. I just I prefer focusing on the awards. I like to hear the speeches much more so than I like to hear the the presenter. Where you're a cinephile, sure, sure. Jackie is trying so hard to not say quote unquote film. That's from DraftKings Cal. Yeah. No, Don't. that's cool. I say movie all the time. I'm surprised you weren't there in the tux with your website and all. I know. Gooderbad.com. Yeah. Like I was like, well, again, the Golden Globes is a farce. Yeah. I'll be there at the Academy Awards, the I real awards. I would think so. If you had that site, you could probably get a credential to go cover the red carpet. Yeah, that sounds like something I would. I personally wouldn't want to do. I just I don't know how. Really? To, no, not 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 cover the red carpet. What would you ask if you get like what sixty seconds with somebody? What do you if, ask? If that, I know. I, I like Guillermo from uh, from Kimmel Show goes up there and gives everyone tequila. I think that's funny. He's, you should watch Guillermo at the uh, at the Oscars. Yeah, that's good stuff. Outside of that, I am... It, it just feels like everyone's trying so hard that 
it all kind of comes off yeah. as kind of artificial. I just, I just, I like to see who wins and who doesn't. That's what I find interesting about good or bad. You awards. like to keep it simple. Good or bad. I do. I do. I do. And I liked the awards. I thought they were given to the right people last last night. I think uh, it was good. Not bad. No, Oppenheimer Ooh. deserves all of that. How about the monologue? Good or bad? Indifferent. No, it's got to be good or bad. Yeah. Then bad. Then bad. Bad job. Really wasn't that funny, but okay. again. That's not where my focus Did the Flower Moon thing get anything? Uh, Lily Gladstone won. She was great. Best actress. She was outstanding. Um, but outside of that, did not win much. Again, it's it's drama and musical or comedy. That's not... Imagine chopping up movies into two categories like that. Makes no sense. Well, the Blues sure have won a lot, though, as of late, beating two of the finer teams in the NHL. On Thursday, a 2-1 win against the Canucks. And on Saturday, a 2-1 win against... The Hurricanes. Doug, here they come. Well, here come those Blues. Winners of seven of the last ten. The Drew Bannister effect. Yeah. Are they in the playoffs if the season ended now? Uh, no, they'd be right there. They're on the doorstep of a wild card spot. They are just, uh, they have 41 points, just like the oil does, but the oil has games in hand. I thought the Blues had games in hand. No, the Blues have played 38 games. The Oilers have played 36. Got it. Then I wish I wouldn't have corrected you and waited for you to say that. <laughs> we have a game in hand on Seattle. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> you like to be in a position right now, early January, where you have games in hand. Yeah. Benner's kicking them out, making good leg saves and beauties. Spitting wooden nickels? I watched the, uh, the shootout. Saturday night, I guess it was. And I'm I'm stunned at how often they, they don't even get a decent shot off. A lot of defensemen. There's nobody in front of them and the goalie. And I, I guess they overthink it. But almost as often as not, they don't even get a decent shot away. I'm stunned by that. You'd think that that would be Shen- something you practice. Did. He Shenner did, sure yeah. Did. It had been a rough go of it as of late for the Blues captain. But there he is getting himself the extra point. Against a tough Hurricanes bunch, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice two-point effort. They played a 200-foot game, Tim. What about the Australian? The little Australians scored in the first period. Is that first his stanza. nickname? No, I just made a little Aussie, I guess. And I don't like how people say Aussie when it's A-U-S-S-I-E. That should be Aussie. But everyone says Aussie like those are Zs. That bothers me. Margot Robbie's an Aussie? Uh, that bothers me. Aussie. Why is it Aussie? and <laughs> And Columbus, and then they are home, and then they go through Columbus, then Chicago, then Carolina, then Tampa Bay. <laughs> Did you say Tampa? Do you say Tampa Bay? T- Tampa. Yes. Tampa Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a schedule reading. I would love to have a schedule reading <laughs> every day. Gotta go. Uh, Doug uh, Blues and uh, Panther tomorrow night. Uh, and then they get the blue shirts here in St. Louis. Another first-place team. And then the Bruins on Saturday. And then they wrap up the Another first-place team. With the uh, Flyers a week from today. Yeah. Is so it wrong that I don't know who the blue shirts are? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I'm be the, honest. I don't the, know what he's talking about either. Oh, is that the, right, really? is is that the blue bastard. jackets? That's oh. CBJ? Rangers. Ra- I was oh, say God, Rangers. There's so much good balloon party stuff going on right now. Boy, they'd be madder than hornets if you said this stuff. The blue shirts? I thought it was still preseason. <laughs> Gosh. The 
<laughs> you ought to come shirts. down the hallway at 10 o'clock, mm, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the old original six, Doug the Blue mm -hmm. Shirts. That's what they call them in New York. Right, because they wear blue jerseys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. I used to have a blue shirt. How about that? <laughs> I have many blue shirts. <laughs> Title of the segment. <laughs> they do have cool jerseys. I love the Rangers jerseys. Yeah. They do. I had, as a kid, I think I had six jerseys. Do you have an Eddie Jockerman jersey? Never had a blues jersey. Mm. I had a Rangers with uh, Duguay. I had a... Uh, Doogie, o watch o him. He can fly. Oakland <laughs> Seals, Carl Vadney. And a Blackhawks with Keith Magnuson. Still got some of those jerseys in your house? No. no. Just the KU. That's the first jersey I got was a Blackhawk jersey. Yeah. Tell us about how you had sex with your aunt. <laughs> I don't no, right now I'm talking about jerseys. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of people having jerseys back then. It really wasn't a thing to wear a jersey to the well, game. I played a lot of then. hockey back then, so I always had a jersey, but never a blues jersey. Don't know why. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. People got dressed up to go to those games. You'll get a chance to go to four games here over the next week with the Blues. Seeing a lot of friends from the Eastern Conference should be fun yeah. to maybe get a Stanley Cup final preview. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. It's your bloom party open tonight. You're going to have to score a little bit more. <laughs> Defense has been locked down here lately. <laughs> Guys, Ed Herman has drop of the year locked up already. Now it's going to be hard look to at beat this, the look at, uh, that. look at this, look at that. Oh, look at that! <laughs> look at this, look at that! And what's the Ed Herman that's in competition with that? Tell us about how you had sex with your aunt. I that's a pretty good more. one. That's pretty good. Well, it's a good more, battle. More play-by-play -play from that guy. There's got to be something out there. <laughs> it was just a father, though, shooting video of his son. The Verge is nailing those drops. The Verge. It's from former fan page moderator Neil Allen Craig Paquette. But, Tiki, are you coming back to football because you miss it, or are you coming back to football because you just had a big failure in broadcasting? That's no way to ask a question. <laughs> I won drop of the year 2023. How about that? <laughs> Undeserving, I bet. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Doug, Jack Flaherty appeared on a podcast yeah. and explained that he's the reason to blame for Wilson Contreras getting benched as catcher. Is that accurate? Yeah, he was. Yeah, the pretty comment much. You made. Right, let's take a listen. He, he took a lot of the blame, and it, and it really wasn't him. And, you know, I'm at, I'm at fault for that because of, of things that I said that I did not I was not I was not talking about him and it, you know it was, it was after the start against the Angels and I'm talking about how we're throwing pitches that don't make sense and and what I really meant to say was I'm not I'm not executing like I'm throwing two strike like two strike sliders that are being called and are the right pitch and I'm throwing them right down the middle and and that was just something that was going on and it has that has nothing to do with your catcher at all like it, it doesn't it just comes down to execution and you can throw the right pitch, but when you throw it over the middle of the plate, I'm like, that doesn't make sense in my head as to why I'm doing that and what's going on. But he came in, he he wanted to learn, he wanted to work, he he sat with me, he didn't go to the he didn't go to WBC, which was a huge plus. I got to throw to him every single time. We got to work, we got to do these things. Um and 
you know, I we just didn't execute. And that doesn't come down to pitch calling. You could have had Yadier Molina back there. And obviously, there's an adjustment for everybody. But when you don't execute, bad things happen. And that has nothing to do with, like, the you could call the right pitch. But when you don't execute, you throw things in the middle, you know, is, you know, like, just bad things happen. Why don't you explain all that when we were asked about it? Yeah, maybe you could have cleared that up before they... <laughs> You threw him under the bus. But then how does it happen that the Cardinals get together and then literally bench him because of what was clearly now something that Flaherty misstated? I mean, that doesn't that strike you? Yeah, like, it's all you know weird. what I mean? Yeah, it's all very weird. Ever since Wilson Contreras has become a Cardinal, nothing has made sense. The whole world's gone topsy-turvy. You, you like the whole season last year we started out with the O'Neill thing and then Contreras. I just don't understand how Flaherty misspeaks and then the organization then says we're going to put him in corner outfield spot or DH. Yeah, you're right, you see Tim. what I'm saying? I don't, yeah, I don't think he must misspoke. I think he's trying to cover his ass now. And that just doesn't make that that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Am I, but maybe I'm missing something. Unless Flaherty was just adamant that hey, this guy can't do it. He's calling pitchers I don't but he have just in said my arsenal. He, he but yeah, so one, at one time or another, he's not being very honest. Where's my Gabe drop? Yeah, I think this time. <laughs> I guarantee. I, I'm not going to guarantee because I wasn't there. <laughs> but he made the comment. But then I, I I bet you he also went to Memorial and said, look, I, I don't know what's going on. He's not. He he can't call a game. No, he's just covering ass. I didn't mean that. I meant that I'm not making. I'm not. Right. Why don't you just say that the first time? I'm just and then I'm making once he terrible lost pitches. His, and then once he lost his job, you know, at that point, oh, God, there's something wrong here. Hey, I need to make sure that you understand. I mean, I just don't understand. That, this, that doesn't stand to reason. Yeah, we'll have fun with Detroit next year. Oh, boy. Jake's I mean, it, it's quite obvious at this point someone is being lied to. Yeah. Well, Flaherty got lit up in Baltimore, too, so perhaps it wasn't Contreras <laughs> that was the issue. Adley Rushman. Yeah. He wants him out. Good luck with that. Look who's leaving. Well, he's got a perfect spot for him because nobody really covers that team and nobody cares about that team, so he won't be getting a lot of attention. I don't think Flaherty was misstated. He's backtracking. Don't know why, but that's what it sounds like. That's from Gary Pickle's cell phone etiquette. Yeah, it's just weird that, like, we're now in January. All this happened in the summer of last year, and now it's like, you know, history is being revised. Yeah. Like, what's the – I don't see the upside for Flaherty. Because, like, he doesn't play as Contreras anymore. Unless he's trying to look like a good guy now. I guess. I guess. Trying to shed his image of a yeah, potster. Sure. Well, he doesn't know pitching. No. Not like Derek Gould. One of them knows it. One of them apparently doesn't. Uh, Neil Allen Craig Paquette agrees that someone is being lied to. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, it's the timing of it all is weird. And then, yeah, if Contreras is getting benched from his catching duties, why was Flaherty... I, maybe he wasn't silent. I don't know. But I remember that being one of the points of, like, well, why is Contreras saying? It's like, well, you have guys like Flaherty saying he doesn't know how to call a game. Right. And it's like, okay, well, now that's not the case. Because then our reaction when we heard that was, oh, my God, the catcher doesn't know what pitches <laughs> the individual pitchers What does it say for the organization if they're just like, oh, Flaherty doesn't like yeah. it. We're going to pull yeah, the man that we just signed to be catcher. Uh -huh. Those were strong words, too, because you could have Yair Molina back there. It doesn't matter if I'm not executing. It's like, well, it's, you know. That's like 180 degrees different than what, it, yeah. what was being said or least reported yeah, come well he did take reporting out of it the organization did bench him yeah well i don't get it <laughs> and then the guy then the guy wound up being one of the best hitters they had the whole year yeah. <sighs> i don't know i may maybe maybe i'm theorizing i want to make this clear i'm theorizing i'm trying to figure that out flaherty 
is thinking one of the reasons why he didn't get a big deal this offseason when there was talk of him getting a monster deal, remember, I mean, before he had a bad 2023, is because of what you just said, the reputation perhaps of being a pot stirrer. Yeah. And so now he's trying to be more, I don't know. I guess. I would. And I didn't view him as a pot stirrer, but... Perhaps if he had a stronger manager, he would have set the guys down and said, what the hell's going on here? We're going to settle this right now. We're not going to do it publicly. We're going to settle it right now and figure out how to go instead of let this careen wildly out of control on the media to the point where a guy gets benched. He didn't say I didn't execute. He was talking in third person. What an ass. Who can eat my ass? Doug, that's a recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Groves. Huh. That had an edge to it. I don't know. It just it just seems like that's something that didn't need to be out of control or out in the public either. Yes, they benched him based on their hopeful stars comments, but the media ran with it and killed the Cardinals for signing him. It's our fault. But he did get benched. Yes, that is. And then he was claimed to be that they were going to consider him in the corner outfield. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then both John Mazalek and Ali Marmol. And then within, if you remember, in 24 hours, they said conflicting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the media little. didn't, the, the guys who run the organization said it. Yeah. it was like a soft launch. Doug gets from Todd Reesing. Sometimes he's not happy Yeah, about I got it. somebody who was in that meeting and told me that Marmol and Mo said, I don't think we should bench. Man, the media's, the media's asking for us. Let's go ahead and do it. They always listen to the media. Yeah. How about that? We pretty much call the shots for the organization, <laughs> especially this show. <laughs> let me just let me just uh, send something to Bill for a second, because I won't be with you a lot. <laughs> right. it, it just seems to me like a leadership issue that I'm sure things like this crop up on teams all the time, and there's somebody in the manager's position who knocks it down and takes care of it, and says, "This is what we're going to do," and you're not going to say anything about it, and that's just the way we're, we're going to do things. I, I would think that that's how it's usually handled. Instead of letting the pitcher say something that wasn't necessarily true, leading you to bench another guy. I have to tell you, for whatever reason, I'm really intrigued by this Flaherty thing. <laughs> because, it's weird the timing of it. Yeah. Like, why would you say it now? But then Maybe if it's the first time a, somebody's asked him anything about it. But then if it's... But again, if it was, like, a mistake... And then there was a report that Contreras was having issues catching. Then that's different than you say something, and then the man literally loses his job for a period of time with both the president of baseball operations and the manager yeah. talking about how he needs some time away from catcher so he can get better at preparation. I mean, that's a that's a misquote that really went wrong, if yeah. that's the case. And I think, Don't you I, think Contreras would throw a complete fit right, over that? Right, And then, like, I guess Flaherty's saying, like, that the organization misinterpreted what he was saying to them. <laughs> well, they really went with it, though, But, but then the byproduct of it was Contreras no longer catching. Wouldn't Flaherty say, like, hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's what know? I'm saying. Wouldn't you, like, amend? That's my point. Like, if it was that misinterpreted, maybe bring it up. After they bench him? Or or maybe the other is true, and it, it really did go down that way, and now Flaherty is backtracking just so he doesn't look like the bad guy? And I don't read the newspaper, so I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow the Cardinal game notes after every game. Um, but you would think at some point when he was benched that Gould or Jeff Jones, whoever's down there covering the team, would say, Jack, he lost his job, and it basically because something you said is, is – do you feel bad about that? At least somebody would have asked him. You're going to take a shot at Luke Korak now? 
<laughs> I thought he did blues. Yeah, but you did that last week. But you would think that somebody would ask that question. Yeah. I mean, they saw the comments, and then all of a sudden he's benched. You think somebody would have, you could go back and look at an article, somebody would have asked him that question. Yeah. What did he say then? It's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah. Unless the media didn't ask him. The media in this town is soft, and it's an embarrassment. You've enough to get your rights holder merit badge. Strange situation. But he did wind up catching <laughs> most of the second half of the season, didn't he, Contreras? Was there uh, most, I think most he games? caught like 85 games total for the season. But, Doug, I want to give you the exact number if I can. Let That's me all you want on your starter. What's that, Iggy? That's all you want on your starting catcher. Half the season. Yeah, yeah, I like the time kill music. Yeah. <laughs> Kisner was the number one catcher last year, and he's gone. Just have this playing as a bed under the whole show. I don't mind it. I feel like I'm shopping at the... Uh, well, to be right with you. Uh, Doug, 97 games catching, 30 games DH. 127 of 162. There are your Wilson Contreras totals yeah. for 2023. Yeah, well, he needs to play more than, more than that. We, he wasn't hurt, did he? He didn't miss any time injured, did he? Because his bat, I assume you want his bat in there every night. I feel like early in the season, he had, like, a light injury. Like, one of the first or second series. It was so long ago. Who can remember? Thank you. Strauss would have been great during last season. That's from Mayor Don. Enough Cardinals discussion. The dogs start their season in, like, six weeks. Arf, arf. That's from Mud Puppy. Doug, are you excited? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't somebody just win, like, last week? I can't wait for the draft, or have they had that already? Doug? Nobody knows that either. We need more Joe Strauss. Damn, I miss hearing him. That's from Mr. Smith, who offered up his wife earlier in the show at 7.50. Yeah. Thank you for your input, Orange Cream Pop. That's from Mr. Ciders. Gosh, what didn't you like about my input? Tell me what was wrong I about it. I thought your input was nice. Yeah. Work, bitch. The dogs, are gonna be, the dogs start the season in February? They do. Yeah. Jesus. Well, well, don't get upset by that. Well, they do play in an outdoor arena, correct? Well, it's That's not right. an arena. It's a stadium. Yeah, they're playing in an outdoor stadium in February? Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping for good weather. Good luck. They play over in Europe outside. <sighs> the dead of winter all the time. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. Do they at least put on something other than shorts? Yeah, they wear shorts. They don't wear long pants? They wear long sleeves. They don't wear long pants. Well, they should. Get over there and yell at somebody. Yell at Jurgen Klopp. just might. Go yell at Jurgen Klopp. Guys, I ran into Luke Horak on Friday, and he has no idea who Iggy is. I asked him about being creepy, and he mentioned Daddy Padre making him aware of the situation and showed me Ken's text and said he wasn't going to respond because he didn't know him. That's from the 314. There's an update on that. All right. Oh, I'm crestfallen that Luke Korak doesn't know who I am. Oh, no. Now we got another feud going. I guarantee I can name more people who don't know him. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Just bowling. Andras keeps his feet. Christo peeling it back. Robbie! Oh! <laughs> I guess it's a goal. Smoother than an artificial Christmas tree decorated with miniature Lubrinder <laughs> bottles. Robbie Christo! Is just so take that Korak bad. At some point, I'd like to hear the word goal. They scored. <laughs> just at some point, 
Doug Ward on the street is Stan Kroenke. He's buying the Battle Hawks because he sees real economic opportunity with relocating the team. That's from the Orson with Wacko. No. Every time I see the Chargers play it, I think, yeah, Chargers come one. home. That's the come one. Home. That must have been a hell of a night for 314 that he spent his time with Korak talking about my <laughs> tweet. Talking about my tweet and my texts. Okay, we'll spend the next half hey, hour. Hey, buddy, so. how you been? Hey, he said creepy. Yeah. God almighty. <laughs> what else don't you like about Korak? I don't know the man. He could walk in here right now. I couldn't tell you who he was. Oh, I thought you knew him. Uh, the 314 has responded, no need to drag Lou, just providing an update. He's a goof guy who wants nothing to do with this. Good guy. He well, you, you good. brought him into it. What do you, is I that humble? I think Doug's right. He probably meant to say he's a good, good guy. guy. He is a good guy. He he's a he's a goof. A, but he did write he's a goof. No, I know Luke Korak. He's a good guy. Yeah, I he's don't been know. on this show. I know. That's why I have his number, because I used to be a producer where I had to get people like that on the air. <laughs> Beat writers. Who's Ned Reynolds? I had no clue who Luke Korak is. I couldn't. You could put five people in here right now, and I wouldn't be able to pick How them up. How about Larry Wiggy? Did you know him? Another hockey writer. Sporting News. No, don't know him either. I don't think he's with us anymore. Well, try to introduce you to Luke Korak someday. We can put this feud to bed. Yeah, maybe 314 can. He seems to hang out with him and talk about my text. You're upset with the 314 as well. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe that's his humble brag. He's excited that he knows Luke Korak. Yeah, let everybody know that I know Lou. God. Uh, all right, it's 9.07. Doug, let's wrap up the 8 o'clock hour. Good 8 o'clock hour, everybody. Yeah, really yeah. good. Uh, get involved. Send your emails in for our design air heating and cooling email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, then we got this uh, situation at 10 o'clock that Jackson and I are going to attend to. Yeah, you need to. We will be fine. It's a balloon party. It's presented to you by Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, and Munganas St. Louis Acura. And then at 11.15, we get into our bailiwick, which is an MMF email on QFTA Live on the TMA YouTube channel. And, uh, of course, you can subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show podcast and listen anytime you would like. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the morning after presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.